Welcome to the second edition of the All Mutual Unit Trust's Fearless and Financially Free series. My name is Sichaba Kleba and I'm your host. The impact of COVID-19 globally is reported to be more severe on women who face greater exposure to financial vulnerability, compounded by the weight and responsibility of caregiving, often to the extended family too. Women already show remarkable resilience in so many aspects of their lives, and we're here to talk about how we can elevate ourselves financially. So we are speaking to our female financial experts, Pat Magata, who is the Senior Business Development Manager at Old Mutual Investment Group, and Nasira Turkey, who is a financial coach, an independent advisor, and CEO of Azuri Capital. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Sichaba. this morning. All right, so our theme for this segment is discovering your superpower, investing. The very word that a lot of people sort of tend to freak out when they're here. So our first question, I'm going to ask Pat. Pat, if you don't have a financial plan, where do you start? Thank you, Sichaba. So, so this is one of my favorite topics, investing. And I love the way you phrased it, that it essentially is a superpower. If you know how to harness it, it can do wonders for you. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, where on earth do I start? I don't have a financial plan. You know, Nasira, who's with us, is probably better qualified and better placed to address this because she does this on a day-to-day basis. But I think, you know, if you're feeling that uncertainty, what's key and crucial is that you approach a qualified and accredited financial advisor, someone like Nasira, someone who's going to be able to assist you in navigating where it is that you need to be going. And one thing that I need to put out there, Sichaba, which is quite important in your quest of seeking this financial advisor, ensure that you find someone that you feel is relatable to you and someone that you feel mm. comfortable to openly share whatever concerns, whatever so chemistry fears. is key. It's so important, Sichaba, because we see mm. research that shows us that a lot of women, after their partner is deceased, actually fire the financial advisor and move to a different one. Because for years, they were basically having a joint financial advisor with their spouse and they didn't feel comfortable with that particular financial Mm. advisor. And once they've got that independence, they actually seek someone that they feel relates to them better. So you're going to do yourself a disservice if you're with someone that you don't feel you can openly share all your plans with, all your fears with, all your big, Mm. bold, ambitious goals with. So for you to get that benefit for this journey, find an advisor that you're comfortable with. And trust. Very important. All right, Naz, um, we hear this is your expertise. This is your field. So I'm sure you have a lot of gems to drop. If one doesn't have a financial plan, where should they start? I think getting a good financial advisor, Mm -hmm. you know, building a good relationship, transparency, Trust is very important because you're trusting that person with your money. You're trusting them with your goals, your aspirations, your future, your retirement, everything that your dreams were made of. And and I think a good financial advisor should have a good fit to you. So, you know, it's one thing just having a financial advisor, but there's another thing having a relationship with your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And And I think that relationship is key because that person will bring out the better side of you, the side that's fearful. You know, we've talked about being fearless. We've talked about women owning up to their financial needs. And I think having the correct financial holistic plan in the financial arena, you know, sets the tone for you for many years to come. So, you know, it's about building not just a financial plan, but more a financial future for yourself. 
All right. Pat, how would you most basically explain the difference between investing and saving? Shema, this is such an important question because what I often find is that people do confuse the two. and People actually use the terms interchangeably, but there's distinct differences. Saving is essentially you putting money aside gradually, and typically it's going into a vehicle that is accessible, such as a bank account. So when I need that money for an emergency, for example, I need new tires, I need to renovate my kitchen, or there's a medical emergency, I can access it. By its very nature, saving has a short-term time frame. And typically Mm. in our world, we define this as one to three years. So you don't want to be introducing any risk. You don't want to be introducing any volatility in such a Mm. short investment or savings time frame. So what savings does is that you're trying to protect your capital. And if you can beat inflation, then that's a bonus. So investment vehicles such as your old mutual income fund, for example, are good options for you just trying to park money for one to three year period. Investing is is not about preserving capital. Now you're thinking of how can I actually generate some growth? How can I generate positive returns? And this is where now you're more long term focused. So you're putting money aside with a long term objective of wanting to grow it. And because you've got time on your hands, you can actually stomach a bit more volatility. So this is where Mm. now people will start having exposure to gold, having exposure to shares, having exposure to property. And you don't necessarily, you're not concerned about liquidity or being able to access that investment vehicle. So investing is is very important, Sichaba, because you're giving your capital the best possible opportunity to actually grow. And this is where if you're thinking, I want to create wealth, you can't just be saving. You need to be investing. That's now where you're able to, to have that long-term wealth creation plan by exposing your money to some of these growth assets. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. I think a lot of people, uh, Nazira, tend to think that an emergency fund and a savings account are two, two of the same. How different are those? Completely different Mm. because a savings account, again, you've got total control over it. An emergency fund would be something that you would come to as a last resort. Mm. You know, you would come in, you know, like tires, for example, you'd go to your savings account. But if you were in real trouble, that was something far more than that. Not being able to pay bond payments, loss of a job, you know, where you'd need income for the next six months. You know, where would you get that from? And I think that's when an emergency fund comes in. Mm. I normally always tell clients, especially entrepreneurs, build a reserve of six months of income in your emergency fund. So that emergency fund helps you from not just a short-term goal, but it's more where you are reliant on someone else having to give you that money. So you would first look at your savings account and you would use that up immediately because you have access to it. But an emergency fund, people tend to forget about it after a while. So they start building. <laughs> but I guess that is the case. <laughs> that is the case. You that know? is the point. The point rather <laughs> that is. That is the point. <laughs> All right, Pat, we are establishing the importance of having an emergency fund. How would you contribute to the conversation and why do you think having an emergency fund is imperative? I think it's critical. I mean, if the last 18 months have taught us anything, is that you need to build that financial buffer, you know, because life Mm. is so unpredictable, you know, stuff happens. And if you don't have that safety net to catch you, you can actually then derail all of your long-term plans. For me, the way I think of, you know, building an emergency fund, essentially you're building resilience into your finances. And what do I mean by this? By having an emergency fund, you're then able to financially cope with any minor or major 
financial crisis that may come along your way without actually destroying or detracting from your long-term plans. So an emergency fund gives you that ability to be able to, to quickly bounce back and then continue on your, on your financial plan again and just flourish. And I think even more importantly, Sichaba, if we look at it from a different perspective, you know, in the absence of having an emergency fund, so if you don't have an emergency fund, what happens mm-hmm. if some you know, unplanned financial circumstance comes along? It means in most cases, a lot of people cash in their investments earlier than planned. Some people even go as far as having to sell their home or sell their car to free up cash. So you're trying to avoid all of these things because now if you don't have that buffer, you know, and you then go and you sell your home, where does that leave you? By having that emergency fund, you're able to actually create that, that cushioning and give yourself options um, so that if any crisis comes, you're still going to be okay and you're still going to be on that path of, of your end long-term goal. All right, ladies, what does it mean to be financially free? Naz, I'll start with you. I think it gives you a sense of um, being a responsible adult for yourself, you know, to take accountability. I think as individuals, we so much worry, again, our theme of being fearless. We worry about everyone else, but we don't take care of ourselves. So I think the accountability of being financially free, to be able to sleep peacefully, knowing Mm -hmm. that you've done Mm -hmm. the right thing for you, not for anyone else. And I think that's the key to any woman's financial goal. Or that should be the key to every woman's financial goal. Not the best outfit or the best handbag or the best pair of shoes. We love that. Please Those don't get me wrong. Those are attainable. And we do love them. <laughs> right. I still say live your life. I don't say, you know, we want we want the lifestyle, but I want I want a nice, you know, investment portfolio. Absolutely. I want diversification. Yeah. You know, I want to be fearless in my financial well-being. Mm. I want to create a fit financial well-being for myself. You know, creating wealth and sustaining that wealth, being disciplined and having to have this growth which is only for you. And I think women need to be a little bit selfish. And I think that's one of the key is to be a little bit selfish and start thinking about myself. So for if if I, I tell women in general, when I do a lot of coaching, is that for every time that you spend some money on your family, have a little jar. And stick some money in there and say, I love you. you. I love you, Naz. And what happens with what's in that jar? (laughs) And when the jar gets full, give me a call. (laughs) I thought you were going to say go to the spa. No. (laughs) That wouldn't be right because that's where the discipline comes in. Of course. You know, and and you can have little cash pots. You know, one for the spa, one for my investment. So always have something put away for that investment Mm. account. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, we all like nice things, but it's also discipline and commitment that teaches you to be able to have that financial plan that you want. And I think the key being be fearless, but be fearless with a conscience. Love it. So well articulated. Thank you, Naz. Uh, And Pat, what does it mean to you to be financially free? Uh, Sichaba, so before I actually respond to that, you know, by you putting that money away in a jar and you don't go to the spa, you're actually then able to buy yourself like a hundred spa days, like in the next 10 years. Absolutely. So it's it's, it's delayed spa days, but yeah. Let's stay in line. Exactly. Um, But yeah, this is, it's such a thought provoking question and there's no easy way to answer it because, you know, what financially free means to Pat might be different to what financially free means to Mm. Nazira or to Mm. Sichaba. So it typically means different things to different people. But I think, you know, in terms of the classical definitions, you're looking at, you know, having enough in, of an income 
to pay for your living expenses for the rest of your life without having to be employed or to be dependent on others. So you could still actually be working, not because you have to, but because you choose to. And I mean, mm, how I liberating that. is that? You know, I love that. Someone else may tell you that the way they define financial free freedom is having enough savings or financial investments and cash on hand to be able to afford the lifestyle that they desire. And again, that's that's mm. tailored, Sichaba. Your lifestyle needs and my lifestyle needs might look vastly different. But I think the long and short of you know financial freedom, what it is, it's just being able to comfortably afford not just your necessities, but also your long-term goals, your experiences. So you're now in a position where money is actually an enabling tool that's helping you live the life that you want. You're freeing your time mm-hmm. to pursue the things that you want to pursue and not having to be worrying about money. And I think importantly, when we talk about this, Sichaba, is that you know being financially free doesn't mean that you have to be rich. What it takes to be financially free will depend on each individual's income needs, will depend on each individual's mm-hmm. debt, will depend on what your savings need to look like, what your spending patterns are like, what your values are like. So that magic number of what financial freedom is, is going to differ from person to person. But I think just the universal milestones is that you're able to pay your bills. You're able to put money away for an emergency. You're able to be putting money away for your long-term goals, such as retirement or your children going to tertiary. And you live a life where you have no money anxieties. I love it. And you are right, Pat. It it means different things to different people. I mean, I'm just listening to your answers, both dropping some gems, both um, giving solid advice, but very different nonetheless. Can I have your closing thoughts? I'm going to start with you, Naz. What would you like to say to women in closing with regards to investing? I think invest in yourself. You're the best Mm -hmm. person that could do that because at the end of the day, you have to see value in you And let's put that to the test. Let's take out that financial plan. Let's make that first move. Let's do it for you. And I think with Women's Month being here, we as women need to challenge ourselves. What have I not done for myself from a financial space? What did I need to do and have not accomplished it? And I think setting those goals is the key to attaining that financial freedom, to to be resilient, to be fearless, to be out there, and, and, and not only just growing your financial wealth, I think as, as women, we educate ourselves so that we, you know, they say you educate a woman, you educate a nation. Mm. And I think as moms, as daughters, as, as the young generation, we need to empower a woman to be more financially literate, to be able to take charge of their financial wellness and to be able to drive the fact that they need to be more conscious. They need to be more confident and they need to be in the moment of their financial well-being. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Naz. And in closing, Pat, what would you like to, to say to women with regards to investing? So I think probably uh, two things. You know, investing is not complicated. But yes, I, I do acknowledge that for someone with no experience or someone who's thinking of starting out, it absolutely can sound intimidating. So it can also mm. be risky. And what we're seeing is that we're currently in very difficult financial times where, you know, we're basically looking for information everywhere. You know, we sit around bribes and people are giving you recommendations as the new hot I don't know, cryptocurrency to investing. And these are well-meaning friends and family. Mm. We're all trying to help each other get a leg up. But sometimes people can recommend this, you know, so-called new hot tip that can, you know, can end up in hot water. 
you know. So in these challenging times, you need to be very careful as to where you're getting your advice from, where you're getting your financial information from, and be very wary because there are scams out there and you can lose your hard-earned mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. which is why we advocate partnering with a qualified advisor. And I think the second tip I'd like to leave, Chaba, is that when you're t- talking about investing and you know creating that financial freedom, you need to be very aware of lifestyle creep. So this is where suddenly you're now earning more money and your expenses also start to creep up because now you need the bigger house, you need the bigger car, you need to start eating at the fancier restaurants. You need to be very mm. careful of that lifestyle creep because these are some of the pitfalls that many of us make on our money journey. You know, just because you qualify for the bigger house or for the bigger car or for the bigger credit card limit doesn't mean you have to take it because the secret mm. to investing is that you need to be in a position where you are spending less than what you earn. And once you eliminate lifestyle creep, as you earn more, you're able to be putting more aside for your long-term goals. Mm. Spending less than what you earn. Simple. I think that one's going to be a tough one to Very tough for most yeah. people. Thank you so much, ladies. We've come to the end of the second edition of the Old Mutual Unitrust's Fearless and Financially Free podcast series. We're chatting to our female financial experts, Pat Magadla, who is the Senior Business Development Manager at Old Mutual Investment Group, and Nasira Turkey, who is a financial coach, an independent advisor, and CEO of Asuri Capital. Do look out for our next edition. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Old Mutual Unit Trust Managers is an approved collective investment schemes manager and can be contacted for their fees and charges.